Hello there and welcome back to the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashwin Sharma. And I'm Tom Thorne. And today we're talking about mental health. So it's a slightly different episode today. Um, with World Mental Health Day approaching on Sunday the 10th of October, we thought it would be important to speak about um, the importance of mental health, when to seek help, um, the resources that um, are available to you, and just sort of generally bring awareness to such an important topic. Yeah, I think that a lot of people go through uh, med school and suffer from mental health issues. People go through all, all, all lives and kind of suffer from mental health issues. And I know a lot of people close to me who've suffered from mental health issues. I'm sure everyone out there does. Um, and we thought it would be a good way of kind of highlighting these issues, thinking about where you can go and speak about uh, mental health issues, how you can kind of help yourself when you're getting stressed and when there's you're having... Um, issues surrounding your mental health and which online resources you can use because we just want to spread awareness and kind of if we can help one person then it's kind of a successful episode we do realize it's completely different to the normal episodes that we do and um, we just wanted to do it because of world mental health awareness day and we thought it's uh yeah it's it's a bit more serious no i know i know i know but it is important and 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 the students are a subpopulation whereby this is extremely relevant towards um i've got a few stats actually from Um, a survey from the National Union of Students last year um, where it said that 52% of students said that their mental health had been had deteriorated or been affected negatively by COVID-19 and only 20% has sought for mental health support so essentially what we're trying to get across is we're trying to improve that 20% yeah I, I think that's a combination of people not seeking mental health and also mental health being hard to seek in the first place because a lot of mental health services are not well publicized yeah and, and maybe not even recognizing what they're feeling yeah. that's another thing yeah so yeah, i think that often as well if you have you can have mental health issues and you end up having physical symptoms as well you start feeling run down you start feeling kind of tired and stuff and these are often effects of your mental health if you're if you're not being able to get to sleep if you're stressed constantly you're not being able to sleep so and then feeling tired yep. people often don't maybe not attributing that to it and it's kind of a vicious cycle and can get worse and worse and worse and people yeah. are um just feeling tired more and more the time which means they're going oh i'm having to spend more time sleeping i'm not working enough and then they spend more time up and yeah. it gets worse and worse and worse but importantly um i thought to start the episode we talk about our own experiences yeah. in mental health particularly your experience with uh with your yeah. own mental health yeah uh, if you're comfortable yeah about. sure 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 so um so, i sort of mentioned before that like first year for me wasn't brilliant mm-hmm. um and i'll just give a quick backstory to this so um i used to be quite overweight as as like when i was 12 13 um and I've even got letters from sent from home saying this this kid is too overweight. Um, um, and essentially, I always wanted to get into uh, county level for cricket. Yeah. So um, one re- one year they said to me, "Oh, you weren't fit enough." So I was just like, "Okay, I need to lose some weight." And so over that summer, I started eating like 500 calories a day, running twice a day, um, drop the weight and whatever. So that was like a couple of years before uni, actually. Yeah. Um, but since then it's what it's still been ingrained in my mind um and when i came to uni i don't know like what i was chasing like if i was chasing this like ideal sort of body weight like you know you see people on social media with like abs and like stuff so i also i just didn't eat really um and then looking back at it now it was a combination of being stressed at the work that i was like yeah. that i had um first year is quite intense as well so I sort of took that out on not eating a lot. 
um, to the point where I'd come back into my room, right, I wouldn't actually be able to sit on my chair. It would actually hurt to sit on my chair because I was that skinny. Um, and it got to the point where I weighed less when I was 19 than I did when I was 13, um, which like that's not normal. Yeah. Um, I'd come back into my room, I'd put two sets of hoodies on, I'd wear a jacket on top of that because I was so cold because I literally didn't have anything on me. Mm. Um, so that was tough, man. And like I mentioned at the start, like I, at the time, I didn't really recognise what it was. I was going to say, when did you kind of, when did you think that, what made you realise this, yeah. this is an issue? It's tough because everyone used to tell me like, oh, you're getting too skinny, you're getting too skinny, you're getting too skinny. But I was sort of on the mindset of, Oh, like whoever's saying that, like they don't know what they're talking about. Like, they, they, like I'm the one who's like fitter than all these guys. I'm healthier than all these people. Um, but dude, it got to the point where I remember we had like a meal out with um, like our medicine group, and um, like everyone bought like it was like a pizza night, and I was just I was just it actually literally gave me anxiety to like to order the pizza. I didn't. Do you know what I ordered? I ordered like a chicken salad uh, in front of everyone, um, which was like it was a sight and. To the point whereby we had a secret Santa, right? And the the gift that I got was bread because they were like, you don't need any carbs. So, uh, like, I'm just going to give you bread. And, like, I mean, it was funny at the time. Yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of, when you think, look back, when you look it, back on it, it's been a bit insensitive. And it's like... Yeah, maybe not insensitive, but, like, at, at the point I found it funny as well. But, like, it, it's just not right, man. Um, and I remember going to a party, yeah. an Indian party, and, like... I took, do you know, I took my own food with me to this party. So everyone was eating like all the typical like Indian foods and whatever. And I was there with like chicken, rice and broccoli. Okay. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was just like, you know, every day that I don't stick to this, I'm going to get fatter, I'm going to get fatter, I'm going to get fatter. Um, whereas like, if you think about how absurd that seems now, do you know what I mean? Taking your own food to this party, sitting there eating it. And I literally thought everyone else is, everyone else are idiots. Like, because, like, they kept telling me, oh, you're too skinny, you're too skinny, you're too skinny. Um, and I didn't realise it. And do you know the point where I realised it? Where there was a night out and um, there was someone in my block who I met on the night out. Yeah. Um, and do you know when people get drunk, like, they often usually, like, at, at some points, they tell the truth. Yeah. So, like, they said to me, they were like, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but you are too skinny. Like, you are too skinny. And I was well, just... A, guy, like, a boy or a girl? A girl. A girl said that. Um, and I was just like, oh, if she's saying that now, then, like, <laughs> she's probably not lying. Um, and, and I was skinny. Like, I was 50 kilos, like, yeah. which is it is nothing. Um, so, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really speak to anyone, which is kind of the point of this episode, because um, if I did speak to someone, like, I could have nipped it in the bud a lot, a lot earlier. Yeah. I, I think I also remember you saying about different kind of body images, just culturally anyway, that that was maybe a reason why you felt like you didn't speak out early. So yeah. Talk a bit more about that. Yeah. So in in India, it's quite backwards thinking, actually. So the sort of fatter you are, you're actually called healthy over there. So um, whenever I used to go to India um, and I used to be quite big, they used to say, oh, you're looking quite healthy. Um, and I don't know why it's like that. So whenever, like, my mum used to say, oh, you know, you, you're, lost, you're losing too much weight, I used to think it was because of that, because she still had that sort of mentality that oh, you need to be slightly, like, fatter. Um, but it wasn't. So um, it got to the stage whereby I'd, I'd go back to my room, right? Yeah. I'd be so hungry, but I just still wouldn't eat. Um, and 
mate, this sounds really bad, but it got to a point where just because I didn't want to eat any calories, right, I would start eating, like, coffee, like, literally eating coffee, um, because I'm like, okay, okay, I'm so hungry, um, but it's got no calories in, so I need to eat that, um, and at that point as well, I discovered my fitness pal, you heard of my fitness pal, yeah, so, yeah, so essentially, it's a calorie tracking app, whereby you can put all your foods into it, um, and it calculates how many calories you eat for the day, um, and so, I tell you what, even to this day, if I look at a food, I'm not looking at it as a food. I'm looking at like how many calories does it have? Um, And that that doesn't go away. Like that doesn't go away. Like, because I remember actually even in kind of second year, some of the other boys that I asked would say, would be like, you you're on this app kind of quite a lot and yeah. like every single time you had a snack you'd be like trying to work out yeah. exactly how many yeah. calories you'd have yeah. Yeah. and i mean even to this day man like i still have a food scale do you know what i mean like i'm still aware of how much i'm eating and although it is slightly more relaxed like i still have in the back of my mind oh let's say one day i eat more than i should the next day i'm like i used to actually like go out for runs and stuff there was one time where uh, we used to have a bar near our accommodation, it's at Joe's bar. Mm. Um, I had a burger with a friend and then it was about 10 p.m. And then afterwards I was just like, I really shouldn't have had that burger. I ran to the gym. I, I looked on my phone how many calories was in that burger and I burnt that same amount of calories out in the gym and then came straight back. Yeah. So... I mean, it's like the kind of the joke people go, oh, I'm going to go and burn that off now. Exactly, yeah. I literally did that. Literally, literally did. did that. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, it came to the point whereby uh, my auntie came to Birmingham one time and she said, yeah. you want to meet up? And um, it was, like, I'm very close to her because she's sort of the only family I have in, in England. Um, and at that point, she started asking me these questions that no one really asked me before. They're like, yeah. why are you doing it? Um, like, how do you feel? And just that question, like, how do you feel? When you actually think about it, you're just like, I'm, I'm stressed. Um, I'm quite down. And then she's saying, so is this the reason why? And, you know, she started to like draw diagrams out about like feelings and um, just, do you know what? Just having someone to speak to, like, I don't actually think what she said to me was that complicated. Yeah. Um, Just having someone to like open up to and express your like thoughts and emotions to really does help, um, which is why we're we're doing this, isn't it? Definitely. So you, you spoke about talking, talking to your auntie. And do you think that was you actively going to her or do you think it was the other way around? Absolutely not. It was honestly just by chance. Um, and I'm very lucky that I didn't go to her at all. Um, and if she didn't come to Birmingham... You're lucky you didn't go to her? I'm lucky that she came to Birmingham at that time. Sorry, she, yeah, she, yeah. Was, um, she was coming on like some work visit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm lucky she came there and we had that conversation. Because if we didn't, I, I honestly wouldn't have gone uh, uh, to speak to anyone. And the thing is, is like... I've I've had family as well who've suffered with mental health problems in the past and it's really easy to give advice to other people man like you know you can say things like oh you know you just need to prioritize things like take time out for yourself do exercise but to actually do yourself is a big difference like big big difference um so I was lucky in that fact and like it I would say I've got a good relationship with like my family and and whatever but I still didn't tell them which which told me when I'm looking back on it that how difficult it really is to like open up and talk to your family about these things or speak to anyone about these things. Um, so yeah, I'll forever remain grateful to her. I've told her as well, um, and I, I definitely feel like I have come out the other side from that extreme. Obviously, there are still some bits that I still feel anxious to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just wanted to really 
tell that story so that other people can sort of, you know, understand that the quicker you speak to people, um, you know, the more help you can get. And there's some like great resources as well available um, to speak to, um, for people to access. Mind as well. So the charity has yeah. great resources available. Uh, these, these, are, these are all online? These are online, yeah. So um, essentially... So what else? So you, yeah, you said Mind. Yeah. They, yeah, they offer quite a lot of advice and support um, to everyone. And they've got something called InfoLine, haven't they? Yes, they've got InfoLine as well. Um, there's also Mental Health Matters uk and what that does is it separates all the um sort of helplines that you might need so like beats the eating disorders charity um anxiety depression etc so yeah. that sets um separates it out very well so that's actually mhm.co.uk yeah so that's mhm.co.uk um and you found something else didn't you yes so i found hubofhope.co.uk which is really good so essentially you put in your postcode and um, then it brings up a list of the resources um, near your area for whatever, um, you know, you need help with. So I'm just looking at it right now. There's abuse, sort of anxiety, bereavement, crisis, etc. So if you needed help, for, like you said before, we're talking about eating disorders. Yeah. If you can go to eating disorders there on that page. Yeah. And you can click on it and it will tell you the whatever the help that is available nearby yeah um and really good. I, yeah and i because think it, it, it kind of localizes it down it's not just like a website yeah it's physical places yeah. you could potentially go yeah uh maybe support groups or something like that and these websites do have their place like yeah. that the, they have chat they have online chats um obviously they have the crisis line as well if you feel like you really need help um but also it's it's good that you know, recently, Doctor Alex George has become the um, ambassador for for mental health. For, yeah. for mental health um, He's as well. recently been doing a tour around the whole of the UK, actually, kind of promoting mental health awareness, kind of in the build-up, I imagine, to this WHO uh, Mental Health Awareness Day. Um, yeah. So that's um, that's quite important as well. I think he's touring the whole of the UK, and he even said while he was on the tour that his mental health was suffering a bit. And it's right, just, okay. I think one of the important things that we were um, we were talking about is being aware when you think that you're kind of suffering, you're feeling a bit stressed or whatever. And like we spoke about in prior episodes, I'm definitely prone to kind of stressing myself out and then just being like, I need to power through this because I've got stuff due. But yeah. it's a kind of a working smart, not working hard thing. Yeah, if, you're, yeah, yeah. if your mental health is suffering, you need to take time for yourself yeah. because otherwise it's going to get worse yeah. and you're going to continue to suffer. And you mentioned that last year, sort of throughout the pandemic, you had some moments where maybe you felt slightly down. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of, both in personal sense and also in a professional sense with the course I had difficulties and so when you're um when you kind of got to take yourself out of that situation um and just think about your own mental health for a minute it can be difficult because you've got so many other things on your mind mm. so it's really important to make time for yourself and I found myself doing a lot more kind of stuff on my own so going for walks early on early on the morning or the two of us would often go for walks yep. early in the morning and making that time for yourself, understanding when you're stressed and going, well, actually, I need to take half an hour for myself just to read a book or to go for a go for a walk. And I think that actually recently the the whole thing about social media connecting people is, is it's coming more, becoming more dubious, particularly with that whistleblower saying that yeah. social media is actually really damaging to, um, to the mental health of young people. I think it really can be when you see people having these idealised times so they're kind of off on holiday and yep. they've got the perfect photo or whatever. It means you're chasing means something which is like kind of impossible to get. You're chasing something which is fake yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. The kind of, once you realise that, it's 
it's easy to accept but you still see these photos and you think god i wish i was there like i wish i was there everything would be better if i was there and you you think it's all it's all situational isn't it there's always there's always going to be something bad you can find but there's always going to be something good you can find yeah it can be very difficult to search those good things in the day like even today like i've been busy i've been running around the whole day Mm. but i've had my day off yeah and it's been nice to have a day off have a slightly more relaxed day and it's been nice because the weather's been lovely and it's the first day we've had blue sky in ages and even those little things it's makes me happy kind of yeah. just appreciating the good weather and be able to get out and like bask in the sun for a bit even yeah. though it's a bit cold seeing you and omar we went out and got we uh, we got our hair hair <laughs> done today so. got our hair done we got our hair done makes it <laughs> like we've had a perm but yeah um no so just just those things like it's self-care as well so i think self-care is an important part of self-help so taking your time like alex alex george has released those bath bombs and things like that mm. and we are um I think it's really important to care for yourself. So having a shower, having a bath, having reading a book, uh, getting your getting your hair cut if that's yeah, what you find yeah, makes yeah. a difference, and just even getting the process of getting out and doing something like that yeah. is, is quite important. So you're not stuck in one room. I think particularly with COVID, that's what I found mm. is that it's really important to get myself into kind of different parts, even just of the house. Yeah, but to make sure I'm not just spending the whole time sitting in my room. I've spoken to a lot of mates and one of whom's doing the mental health master's course who actually said he spent a lot of time sitting just in his own room and because of that his mental health really suffered. Yeah so I mean we mentioned sort of about when to seek help so I just had a list um, that I found on on mind actually where it said that people if you're worrying more than usual if you're finding it hard to enjoy your life having thoughts and feelings that are difficult to cope with which have an impact on your day-to-day life um, and if you're um, interested or if you're just interested in general to find more support treatment. Yeah. Um, but however, like, I think that if you're actually thinking about, do I need to seek help? So if you if that thought actually enters your mind, it, it probably is kind of best to, to seek help. And I think you're the better person to say that out of the two of us for having realised that you're suffering from mental health difficulty. Yeah. Because I haven't really gone through the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's how yeah. you... Yeah, so you... I, I would say don't trivialise your problem as well. Don't think <laughs> that... Um, everyone experiences mental health problems in different ways so um the ones that you may hear are slightly more extreme but if you feel yourself that you're not well in yourself um you know you don't have as much energy as usual or anything if anything is just off it's good to seek help um and that doesn't have to be kind of medical help from your gp it can be help from kind of your your social group around you so your friends uh, or your family or even teachers at yeah. school. That if you're at university, there's student support services yeah, as well. and even your personal tutor at university. Exactly. Who's actually there, not just to monitor kind of your academics, but also to monitor your well-being. Yeah. And I remember being asked a lot when I was uh, younger, younger down at med school going, so what do you do in your free time? And they, they do try and take time to think about what you end up doing in your free time. Because when you move to university, you've kind of shifted your life in a lot of cases, especially if you've moved away from home. And you're starting a whole new life in a new spot. And it's important that you're not just working, but you're spending time on yourself and on things that you want to do. Yeah, and after I spoke to my auntie, I also spoke to my personal tutor. Yeah. Um, And uh, I've mentioned this before, that like she was a graduate from Birmingham as well. So she completely understood sort of what sort of boat I was in. Um, And she also recommended to me Headspace, um, an app, which was like a guided meditation kind of app. Yeah. Um, They also can be very useful just to, it sort of brings you into the present moment, 
so you focus on yourself kind of thing there's there's a lot of them and i think even some of them you can get you can get a free trial of them when yeah when you buy certain other things can't you i can't remember exactly what so i mean headspace like it has its own free you have like free tracks yeah um and there is a paid version but um you can sort of redo the, the free kind of uh the free version of that yeah um, there's also calm as well. Um, I... There's even things like even I know on my watch it talks to me about breathe and it's saying take a minute out to sit and mon- kind of think about your breathing just for a minute. Yeah, and so those things are good to just take a minute and just be with your thoughts rather than having everything racing around or um, and just kind of thinking in a disorganized manner because then that makes you more stressed. You think I've got so much on and then you can't think about one thing at a time. Yeah. And so because of that, you get more stressed and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And, and yeah. like I found that recently at nights as well, like for some reason when I'm meant to switch off, my mind just like, I have thoughts just racing in my head. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it comes from just um, seeing maybe like, oh, I'm just, I just have a negative thought saying, oh, like I'm over here. Like, why am I not there? Or like I'm at this point in my life, whereas I should be that. And uh, recently, like, I have struggled like to sleep um, at points, and it's kind of intermittent kind of thing. Um, yeah. And even sort of that's why I have actually started to meditate in the mornings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've downloaded an app called um, Smiling Mind. So yeah. and it's also quite good. It sends you like notifications in the morning, like you said, like with like little sayings. Um, Do you which, find it's quite useful. Yeah, I mean, it, it is useful. Um, and I think you've got to find what's useful for you as well. So a lot of people have like um like journals saying what they're grateful for yeah um so essentially you're saying what we're grateful for so you know so so that that can help in certain ways um we mentioned before exercise as well yeah i used to do that one second a day thing which is yes. one second from every day that's it's, quite cool actually it's something that i really i kind of i need to keep up and i need to turn the notifications back on because it makes you really appreciate every single day like every day is different yeah. and as soon as you appreciate every day every day is different you appreciate there's going to be bad days there's going to be good days and I know that for some people suffering from mental health conditions like that can be the case that they they feel like they they lose a lot of joy in a lot of things. So it can be more difficult. But I find where I'm not suffering from kind of a mental health disorder that appreciating each day on its own is is very important for my mental health. Like appreciating what was good that day yep. really helps me maintain kind of a positive mental attitude and good mental health. Yeah, and it's different for everyone. Some people, like you said, might like going out exercising and that exercising might be different. Like, yeah. I, what I found, I've joined like gym and swim this year, and I've really enjoyed going swimming. Mm. I like going to the gym, but I feel a bit self-conscious in the gym because I'm, I'm quite skinny. Um, and what I really like is going for a swim after I've been to the gym because I don't have my music on. I don't have anything like that. It's just me and my thoughts yeah. and just going for a swim. And I, I'm, not a gr- I'm not like an unbelievable swimmer, but I'm, I'm quite good at swimming, and it's just nice to just, just go and just, just swim for half an hour or whatever and just forget about everything else and just swim and then go and sit in the sauna and I, it's, it's quite a nice process yeah, i find yeah. that weirdly that it's almost kind of just like cleansing me of the bad stuff that's happened that day to take that time that's almost my meditation maybe you could say when i go and go for a swim because you're just thinking about that yeah. um, it's not like you're overworking yourself and getting really out of breath but you're just able to just swim slowly and think yeah about that. And, and whatever works for you isn't it and um 100%. And also, like, with social media as well, I also think there's some brilliant accounts out there which um, now they, they sort of re- document their mental health journey. It's very mixed. It's very mixed. It's so mixed, some, yeah. Some people are kind of these influencers posting idealised photos, but then yeah. also there are brilliant accounts yeah. 
kind of talking about mental health journeys yeah and everything like that. i've got a friend who started an account um yeah. whereby he documents his experiences um he shares his troubles in the past and like i just think that's like really cool because like there's other people in the same boat you yeah. probably want to speak to other people but can't so they probably reach out to him yeah, yeah and you yeah. build a sort of community isn't it um so that way i think social media is is great in the fact that you know a lot of it can bring a lot of these people together definitely yeah, so we're not really qualified to talk about these things as kind of a, a medical kind of professional, but we thought it important to kind of share our own experiences because if anyone can relate to the experiences and then they they can kind of see a bit of what they've gone through in, in that, then it kind of builds a community and people don't feel so stigmatised for being on their own with mental health. Yeah. And I think particularly for yourself and sharing your story, I mean, I'm really grateful to hear that and I'm sure everyone else is really grateful to hear that. Yeah, and, and like... I talked about my friend who had his account there. Yeah. That's also the point of this, isn't it? Just so that if anyone who's listening to this, um, if you may have feelings like that in the future or have feelings like now, um, important to reach out to, you know, the resources that we mentioned. Um, so, you know, you can get the help and so we can help to break that stigma down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, yeah, like I said, I think we both know people that have suffered from mental health conditions close to us and even like with yourself sharing your story and it's everyone will know someone that suffered suffered from mental mental health issues uh whether they've expressed it or not and the important thing is talking about these things and kind of bringing mental health on par with physical health if you had if you had a lot of physical health concerns so if someone had kind of uh high blood pressure people are often not going to be stigmatized talking about their high blood pressure whereas people often feel stigmatized talking about their mental health and they're just as important yeah so yeah thank you very much for listening again guys we've uh we realize this is a slightly different episode from normal but we really wanted to to bring it out uh on mental health uh, awareness day uh, which is kind of supported by the who and so thank you very much ashwin for sharing your stories and we've basically covered what we like to do to help ourselves so we've also put in some resources uh which we'll put in the description for the episode and you should be able to access those by clicking on them. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to reach out to us, we're at Medtime Stories on Twitter. We're at Medtime Stories Podcast on Instagram. And our Gmail, if you'd like to contact us, send us an email, any questions, any concerns that you might have, is stories.medtime at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll speak soon.